Welcome to the Businesses Start Here podcast, hosted by David Viliotti and Viliotti and Associates. We're here to talk with business owners and business experts to inspire and encourage entrepreneurs. Hello, welcome to the Businesses Start Here podcast. I'm your host, David Viliotti, founder of Viliotti and Associates. Uh, and today we're doing things a little bit different. I'm not going to have a guest. It's just you and me today. Uh, so what I'm going to be doing is talking about some things that I learned, whether it's through my own personal business or through some of the clients that we served, uh, going through those items that, that can trip business owners up and things maybe I wish I knew before I started my business. Uh, so we're going to start get started into, the, into it today with item number one, having a plan of being flexible. One of my favorite quotes I've heard recently is from Dwight Eisenhower. I'm going to paraphrase him, uh, but basically... He said, having a plan is essential, but plans are worthless. So what does that mean? That means you need to take the time to think through what you're doing as a business owner, coming up with a plan to make sure that, that you've thought through everything that you possibly can, but then when the time comes for the rubber to meet the road, you need to be able to adjust to the circumstances that affect you. You may not know everything that happens. You're not going to know everything that happens. So you plan with the best information that you have today, but then you pivot and adjust as necessary to make sure that you're taking care of the things you need to take care of to make your business a success. So what does that mean in, in practicality? So often, as a finance person myself, I make a budget. And that budget is meant to be stuck to. I tell my clients all the time, if you're not going to stick to this budget, don't make one. It's a waste of my time, it's a waste of your time, and it's just going to frustrate all of us in the end. But things happen. So what am I telling you to abandon that budget and never look at it again once you make it because we don't know what's going to happen? Of course not. What I'm telling you is when things come up that change, you need to pull out the budget, make an informed decision about that change, and maybe adjust the budget or say for this period we're going to take advantage of this opportunity. So when COVID came up, there was a lot of opportunity around COVID for my business. We were helping people to... Uh, secure their PPP loans, providing cash flow advice to those individuals, making sure that we were doing everything we can to help keep those businesses alive and running throughout the pandemic. Now, there isn't a, a finance piece of this because we actually did a lot of that work for free because we wanted to make sure that, that our clients that have been so good to us were and were leaning on us in that moment could trust us to make sure that we're helping them stay in, in business. And because of the uncertainty of that moment, we didn't charge anybody. But if you're a business owner and you, you run into COVID and maybe it's a setback for your company, what do you do then? You readjust, you pivot. You make sure that you're making the best possible decision you can at that moment with the information that you have. And the information we had at that moment was a terrible information. We thought we'd be shut down for two weeks, but here we are 18 months, 19 months later, still feeling some of the effects in different industries from those changes. Some industries still aren't open at 100%. So make sure you have a plan because that makes sure that you think through every scenario that you can come up with, but know that that plan is going to be worthless and it's going to need to be refined and retuned every so often just to make sure that you're doing the right things for you and your business. One thing I really wish I knew, I had high hopes for this business from the start, and I still do. But number two that we're going to talk about is you need to find that right combination of patient and aggressive. And I like to say you're patient with your emotions and aggressive with your actions. 
And the reason that, that that's important is when you're patient with your emotions, you know that things take time. Building a sales team takes time. Generating those sales once you build the team takes time. But you don't let that be an excuse for inaction. You need to make the commitment to take action on these items that you deemed as critical to your business. Whether it's a KPI that you're, you're looking at and you're, you're making sure that your team is hitting that KPI, you understand emotionally that they may not hit it right out of the bat. That when you're bringing people on, there's a ramp up time, uh, there's a learning curve, there's all kinds of things. They need, to, they need to understand who your organization is and what you're all about to make sure that they treat the customers the way that you want them to. So when you're, when you're bringing people on or anything that happens in an organization, I know when I, I left my business, I only had $600 in monthly recurring revenue and not much in the bank. And my goal was to get out, pound that pavement, start finding new clients, and then it didn't happen. We found a handful. We found enough to get by for a little bit. But my goal wasn't just for me to be the sole proprietor in this business. My goal was to have an enterprise to have multiple businesses under the Villiotti and Associates umbrella. And we're part way there, but I thought we would have been there two years ago, if you ask me. And that's me being a naive business person, hearing the stories from other people, not listening to them and saying, but I'm different. And you are different. You made the leap to be an entrepreneur, but how many of us have made that leap? The, the first risk you make isn't the last risk you're gonna take. So be patient with how you feel things are going to go, but be aggressive with that decision-making. Hire that next person. Even as a finance person, I hired my next hire before I could financially afford to. That, that's not to say that we put the future of the business at stake or my personal finances at stake, which, which it, it was a risk at that moment, but we knew what the goal of the business was. I knew exactly what I needed to do to be able to afford this person, how long I had until we needed to get that plan up and running full steam. And it's turned out to be a big success for us. Uh, Ashley, who we hired, has been incredible for our organization, brought a lot of policies, put some structure in place, and it's exactly what we needed. If I had been patient in my action as well as my expectation, I would have never brought her on. In fact, I didn't want to bring her on. I had to be convinced into opening that position by some, some people that I, I rely on as good sounding boards and, and people that help me get through some of the tough decisions that I have. Which brings me to my next uh, point. There's two points I want to talk to out of that. One, your employees are not the owners of this business. You can't expect them to care nearly as much as you do. You can't expect them to understand what you're going through. They are employees of the business, not owners. There's a reason they haven't started a business. They don't want to be a business owner. Maybe they do in the future, but as of right now, they have a W-2 job, which is significantly more secure than starting a business. It takes a lot less risk. And at the current moment, they don't have that mentality. And even if they did have that mentality, it's not their business. They're not the one who's, who has their feet to the fire financially, personally, with a reputation, based on the success of the whole team. So you can't expect them to act like a business owner. You're going to be the first one in and the first one to leave more often than not. If you're not, there's something wrong. It means you don't have the desire or you don't have the heart for it. And it's not every day, it's just more often than not. You don't have to be the first one in at 365 days a year. You don't have to work 365 days a year to own a business. Some people do, and they're going to get burnt out, and they're going to lose their business before they should. So make sure you have the right expectations of an employee. 
you're not going to find, you're not going to be able to clone yourself as an employee because that person just cannot care nearly as much as you do about your business. It's not theirs. And it's not fair to expect that from them. So where do you go to when you need someone with that business owner's point of view? You should have a stable of people that you meet with regularly, whether they're mentors, a peer group, whatever it is that are business owners that have the same type of mindset, a growth mindset that you do, so that when a tough decision comes up, like bringing on a new employee before you're ready for it, or whether or not you're going to use this service, or if you're going to keep your business open because of COVID, you need to have those people have the relationships in place before you start their business or before the decisions come up. It's okay to build that stable as you go. I did it by joining a networking group. I found a small group of people there uh, that I got along with really well. We shared referrals, we shared our victories, we shared our losses. Um, I tell people all the time, my wife is very involved in this business, but she cannot understand some of the things that I go through. So aside from my wife, these are the people that I trust the most with everything in my life. Big decisions, small decisions, uh, decisions that I'm not sure if they're big or small at the time. There are sometimes you, you think it's a small decision, you talk to somebody and it opens your eyes to all the things that you missed about what's going on there. And maybe they've been through it before, maybe they haven't, but they're going to be able to give you an, an uh, advice without the emotion attached to it. One of the problems with owning a business is you care too much. Like we said about the employee that doesn't care as much as you, that can be a good thing at times, but they don't have that ownership mentality. You need to find people who can detach the emotion from it and have that ownership and growth mentality so that they can help you succeed in your business. Whether they're a mentor, like I said, peer, whatever it is, you need to find at least three or four people that you can bounce things off of. You don't want too many because too many cooks spoil the pot and give you conflicting decision, conflicting information which can be good, but you don't want too much conflicting information or you run the risk of paralysis by analysis, which is not making a decision because you have too many data inputs. So you need to find a core group of three to four individuals that you can trust, that aren't gonna sugarcoat things for you. When they're bad, they'll let you know they're bad. When they're good, they'll let you know they're good. When you're freaking out, they'll talk you down. When you're ready to quit, they'll talk you down. You need to find these people that are in your corner no matter what. So the next thing that we're going to talk about is finances. So technically, you have to separate the business finances from the owner. You have to have a separate set of accounting for the business versus the owner. You have to report taxes differently most often. You have to make sure that you understand business taxes and business finances versus personal finances. But the important thing to recognize is, in reality, you cannot separate those two. When you're starting a business, Depending, if you have no money in the bank and you have a business bringing in a certain amount of money that is below what you need to make, then that may not be a viable business for you. Or it may be something where you need to figure out the financing up front. But you need to make that calculation. To be a good business owner, just like you would have a, a budget for your business, you need to have a personal budget. You need to know how much you need to take out of this business each month to show that you can survive and not, not risk your, your finances in a personal way, risk losing your house, risk making late payments on, uh, on, on any bills you have, hurting your credit score so that you can't get funding later. You need to have a solid understanding. One third of people in this country have a personal budget. As a business owner, you can't afford to be that third. 
you need or that two thirds. You need to be the minority that have a budget, understand your finances, and it doesn't have to necessarily be all on you. You can hire someone like myself to help you build your business per, uh, budget and your personal budget. But you need to have that. Whatever method you go through to get that, you need to make sure you have that and have a firm understanding. I've never met a business that stopped, that went out of business without, um, when the owner didn't want to, if there wasn't a finance problem. If you enjoy the business and you like running the business, the only thing that can stop you is having financial issues. It is absolutely critical that you understand the finances of your personal life as well as the business. Another thing that I haven't seen in, in my experience with my business, um, I've had the opposite happen, but a lot of people expect a lot more help or sales to people that they're related to or friends. I've been lucky that my parents have been a great support of mine. My wife has been a great supporter of mine. And I have a lot of clients that were friends for a long time before I started this business. But that's often, majority of the time, not the case. For some reason, people feel more comfortable giving business to big companies. It's just a mentality that a lot of people have. Again, if you've never owned a business, you don't understand the value of that dollar that somebody's spending in your shop creates. So don't get frustrated with these people. Don't get upset with them. Just understand that they don't understand what it takes to run a business. They're going to want free things from you without anything in return. They're going to want you to sponsor things that that have no correlation to, to your business, have no positive impact on your business. And some you may do because they're a close friend and you want to help them. And some you may wonder, where, why in the world would this person think of, <laughs> that this is something I'd want to be part of? So just understand that, know that going into starting a business and just be ready for that. Um, I'll call it a disappointment. It's very likely you're going to be disappointed with the people around you because they're going to be asking for things without anything in return. They're not going to be, be buying from you if you sell a product or a service that they need. They're, you're not going to be top of mind. Because you are top of mind to yourself and your business is top of mind to you, you expect everybody else around you who loves you and spends time with you to, to be top of mind, to have you be top of mind as well. And it's just a rea not a reality that, that's likely to happen. Like I said, I was lucky with it. There's In my community, I have great support from my friends and family. Um, but it's not often the case. So just be prepared for that. If you set yourself up with the understanding of that hap that's likely to happen, if it happens, you won't be disappointed because you expected it. And if the opposite happens, you'll be so grateful for all that support because you know what the other side of the story could be. Another thing that has been critically important to, to myself in my business to this point has been understanding our vision and our why. There are many times when you own a business where you feel like quitting, sometimes multiple times a day, multiple times a week. But if you truly understand why you started this business and have a vision of where you expect that business to go, these little bumps in the road, you almost don't even notice them at times because your vision is pointing straight forward when these bumps in the road are below your line of sight. So just having that vision and something to cast your eyes on when things get difficult will pull you through. Having someone share that vision with you, for me it's my wife uh, and, and one, of my, one of my greatest confidants, um, that we share that vision, we understand it. I can go to either of them when things are getting difficult and say, here's what's happening. They're going to pull me up because they know the vision and the goal for this company.
So having that vision is critical because you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad weeks. You're going to have bad months. And if you're in business long enough, you may even have a bad year. But if you know where the business is going and why you started it, for us, this business is about changing lives. We want to see people's lives changed through the business that they started. We, help, we, we see that with the individuals on the tax side by helping them. Sometimes we'll save people thousands and tens of thousands of dollars because of uh, proper tax planning. That's what we're here for, to change people's lives. I've seen clients go from barely surviving, having overdraft fees every month, to having tens of thousands of dollars in the bank, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, and having no overdraft fees, having the problem of where do I put this money now? And that's why we're here, to see people go from struggling to thriving, just surviving, trying to get by from each month, to thriving and figuring out what they're going to do next because they've succeeded in so many of the areas that they've, they've made goals for themselves. And the last item I want to talk about is get feedback from your customers. It's, it's easy when you mess up to not send them that feedback form, that uh, review form, because you know it's not going to be good. But those are the times where you need to hear it the most. You need to hear negative feedback more often than you hear positive feedback because that's how you're going to grow. That's how you're going to improve your product or your service for your clients and make sure that they're truly satisfied with everything that you're providing them. We, we talk about all the time on this podcast with many, many uh, of our guests that uh, just the last episode we had with Adriana, she, she was going down one route. She'd been in this industry a long time. And after some, some testing and talking to clients, she built a whole different part of the business than she was expecting to. Same thing um, two interviews ago with Audit Miner. They were going down one path in the industry she had been in and decided to pivot pretty early on to give to give certain features that she wasn't planning. She was going to give a much broader range of features at the beginning of the product, but really she needed to get out the small product. It's called a MVP, a minimum value proposition, getting the clients the minimum of what they need to be successful to prove the product and then grow it from there. But you need to talk to your customers to understand this. You need to get feedback from them. What did you do well? What did you do poorly? What can be better? You need to ask the tough questions, ask the right questions to get information from them. So that's all I had for you today. It's a shorter podcast than usual because I don't like to talk by myself. I'm looking at a, a computer staring at, at, a, at, at a lens when I'd like to be talking to people. So that's what we had for today. I hope that really educated you, shared some of the, the frustrations you may have as, as a business owner, but prepared you for that journey that you're going on. If you like this one, please let us know. Share in the comments. Tell us what we didn't do well, as I just said in the last one. Tell us what you didn't like about this. That's what I'd like to hear more than, than accolades or, or positive feedback. I want to hear what we did wrong, what we could do better. So share that with us. Share this on all the social media that you're on. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Uh, but we love talking to you guys. We can't wait to hear what you're doing and sharing that success with you. So we look forward to growing with you. And until next time, this is Dave Villiotti, uh, host of the Businesses Start Here podcast and founder of Villiotti & Associates. Thanks for listening to the Businesses Start Here podcast. We hope you were inspired and encouraged by today's podcast. We would love to hear your feedback. Please send us an email at podcast at 
That's podcast at V-I-L-L-I-O-T-T-I dot com. And be sure to share, like, and comment all of our content.